Good morning. Michael Jonkus wrote the song Shelter Me earlier this spring as a prayer for the time of the pandemic. The first verse that Lisa will sing speaks of the time prior to the pandemic. The second verse, which I will sing, speaks of the time that we are still continuing to live through as we are trying to be safe and we have folks who are, are sick and many of us have lost loved ones. The third verse that we'll sing together speaks of the time that we're looking forward to when we are past this and God has sheltered us and brought us back to a more comforting place. Shepherd and sheep, my God and I, to fresh green fields you led me at my steps in days gone by. You gave me rest by quiet springs and filled my soul with peace your loving presence brings. Oh, shelter me, oh, shelter me. The way ahead is dark and difficult to see. Oh, shelter me, oh, shelter me. All will be well if only you will shelter me. Yet now I walk a different way. Death dogs my path with stealthy steps from day to day. I cannot find your peaceful place, but walk in dreary darkness, longing for your face. Oh, shelter me, oh, shelter me. The way ahead is dark and difficult to see. Oh, shelter me, oh, shelter me. All will be well if only you will shelter me. I will look back in days to come and realize your faithfulness led me back home. With tears of joy, I'll find my peace, trusting that in your mercy you have sheltered me. Oh, shelter me, oh, shelter me. The way ahead is dark and difficult to see. Oh, shelter me, oh, shelter me. All will be well if only you will shelter me. All will be well if only you will shelter me. To some it might seem strange to go from 
such beautiful music and the preparation of our hearts for worship to announcements. <laughs> to some, it can sound like you have an old record player and someone hits the needle and goes right across the record, brings everything to a screeching halt. But let us never forget that we are not just called to be Christians in here. We are called to be Christians out there to shelter others. And the announcements are a beautiful reminder to us of the many ways that, that we can do that together as the body of Christ here at Aldersgate. Thank you for being here this morning. Thank you for those who are watching and worshiping online with us. Uh, the, the Bethel Men's Warming Center continues to be uh, the, the mission project for November, one of the ways we shelter others. Steve? Please do. While he's coming, the, the Bethel Men's Warming Shelter. Shelter is a name for God in the Bible. Uh, that, I don't know what that means to you, but to me that is a blessed and sacred ministry. We have a young man that, that was here yesterday, um, and, and he had to sleep out on the coldest night of this week. And uh, we told him about the Bethel Men's Warming Shelter, and it's already full. Uh, so please keep that in mind, Steve. 2020 has been a weird year. Um, I, I think everybody can agree that nothing seems today like it was a year ago today. <clears throat> I'd like to see a show of hands of this is just the men now I wouldn't I wouldn't ask the ladies to do this but let me see a show of hands for men who in the last year might have gained a pound or two yeah I think you can just about say just about everybody has um, what I what I'm asking you to do is between now and Thanksgiving find about 15, 20 minutes, go through your wardrobe. Men don't normally do that. They're usually told to do that, but they, <laughs> they don't normally do that on their own. Um, go through anything you can't wear, especially winter wear, coats, um, long sleeve shirts, pants, jackets, anything like that. If you can't wear it or you haven't worn it in a year, Let's, let's get it to the Bethel Warming Center. Um, Diane and I were at this food lion here this weekend, and there was a person sleeping on the bench in front of the um, grocery store. That's not something you normally see, or nothing, something I don't normally see, or maybe it's I just don't notice it. But this center uh, does important work, and... That includes shoes also, I'm sorry. <laughs> any any clothes, that, clothes and shoes that you don't wear for men, um, they can really be, they would really be appreciated at the center. Good, thank That's you. It. Thank you. Today is Christ the King Sunday. 
and uh, I'm wearing a, a stole I don't normally wear, but it's a reminder on Christ the King Sunday that all hands are invited to do the work Steve was talking about, to do the work that, that I'll, I'll, I'll mention yet to come. Uh, all hands are necessary, and all hands are invited. Next Sunday, I can't believe I'm saying this already, next Sunday is the first Sunday in Advent. November 29th, and we are having a, a, a special presentation called Music for Advent. It will take place at 6.30. Phil will be the vocalist. Dallas will be the instrumentalist, and I'll be running my mouth and bringing gladness and hope and courage and perseverance and hopefully all the, the many blessings of God wrapped up in that package that night. Uh, that will be at 6.30. You can, can get online just like you would do for a worship service and watch that happen. Uh, my job is really to get us all ready with the Advent experience and music and singing does that better than most anything I know. Uh, it's a time of, of waiting and expectation. And if all of us doesn't, don't, uh, if we don't all feel a, a, a time of we're waiting for this to be over, well, now we enter a season where we're waiting for this to happen. And there is excitement to that. The second Sunday in Advent, two weeks from today, is Ring and Sing. Both celebrations will be occurring at 6.30 to make it easy to remember. And again, you can find them the same way on the computer or your phone or whatever um, by, by the same means you find this worship service. Pastor. Yes. Uh, Dallas said something important for you. The, the bulletin says that, that we can attend in person, that you can attend in person. Uh, we're not doing that this year. Uh, so please don't come. Please watch. <laughs> please watch, <laughs> but please don't come. It, it really is going to be amazing. Uh, I am still looking for people who are willing to record daily devotionals to be uploaded and shared while Sissy and I are on vacation. Uh, Sissy will tell you that she writes all of my sermons, so she'll be happy to write the devotional for you. And, uh, but, but if you will, that'd be a big help. There's a sign-up list on the pew that sits in the hallway just beyond the double doors. Uh, also, I, I, I'm pretty sure y'all have received a text message or an email or a push note or something that has the list of people who asked us to pray for them from Spray and Pray. And I hope you're doing that. that that's very important. Um, washing cards is one way we can give back to this community and, and share the love of Christ. But praying to me is the greater way we can do that. So, so I encourage you in that good work. 
Also, Santa's Elf continues. There is a box back on that pew also for Christmas cards. If you would like them hand-delivered uh, to, to someone in the congregation, uh, please drop them in that box by December 15th. And you don't have to put a stamp on it. You don't even have to put an address most of the times, although that would probably help. Um, but uh, we have someone in the church who has generously offered to, to deliver that for us. So, so another way of caring for each other in a time when we're having to learn new ways to care for each other. Are there any other announcements? Now let us join together in our call to worship. Please stand as able. Let us praise Jesus Christ, our King, who sends out his word to heal us, the Holy Spirit to guide us, who satisfies the thirsty with the water of life, who fills the hungry with the abundance of his kingdom, King, ruler, master of everything, who came not to be served, but to serve. We glorify you this day, you who deserves our hearts for your throne and our lives given in thanksgiving. Jesus Christ, our King, we come to worship you. Amen. He came 
you to stand as able with me and let us in the presence of God and in the company of believers affirm our faith together using the words of the Apostles Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Catholic Church, 
the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. I invite Miss Audrey to come up for a special time with the children, plural. Mm -hmm. Yay. Yay for us today. Good job. How's everybody? <clears throat> Good. I forgot my iPad this morning, so I'm going to have to use my phone. Hope I can see. Sometimes it's tough. Well, do we all know what's coming up? Thanksgiving. Did you look at the beautiful scene? Do you know what that thing is called? It starts with a C. It's a, it's a real long word. A cornucopia. Cornucopia. It's really pretty. Whoever did that is gorgeous this morning. And we are getting ready to celebrate Thanksgiving. And Thanksgiving is, do you know, the? I'm sure in school... Have you been talking about Thanksgiving and what Thanksgiving is all about? Not really? Oh my goodness, the pilgrims and the Indians and all that. Oh my gosh, what are they teaching in school these days? I just do not know. Christmas. <laughs> not yet. We can't rush the Christmas. We've got to do the Thanksgiving thing first, don't we? Well, way back in 1620, about 100 people came from England. They didn't like what the, the king was doing there. So they left there to come to the Americas to start a new land, okay? And there are many stories about where they landed and what they did, but they were coming near the winter getting started, so it was very rough. Um, they didn't know anything about what to plan and where to fish and what to do. So um, the story goes that, of course, there were Native Americans already living in what we now call America, and that the Native Americans helped um, the pilgrims know where to fish, what to plant, how to live, and um, so we are thankful for, to the Native Americans. And then I think it was President Abraham Lincoln declared Thanksgiving Day to be Thanksgiving Day in that remembrance. There are lots of Thanksgiving traditions, the cornucopia, eating the turkey, all that kind of good stuff. But one of my favorite ones that I think I've talked about before is the tradition of the five kernels of corn tradition. Many people follow a tradition of placing five kernels of corn on the empty plate at each, at each place at the Thanksgiving dinner table. These five kernels of corn remind us of the days when food was scarce and how God provided for needs. Before the meal, each person removes each of the, 
each of the kernels of corn from his or her plate and tells five things for which he or her is thankful for. This morning, I have a plastic bag, and I put five kernels of candy corn for each of you, okay? Now, I know Nora doesn't like sweets, but they are a reminder for you about the meaning of thanksgiving. It would be a great idea if you could take the five kernels of candy corn out of the bag at your Thanksgiving dinner and tell everyone else at the table maybe five things, if not five things, a couple things that you're thankful for. Here are a couple things that I'm thankful for this year. Um, I'm thankful that God loves me. I'm thankful that God provides for my needs. I'm thankful for my friends. I'm thankful for my family. And I'm thankful that God hears and answers our prayers. Okay? So if we could close our hands and bow our heads for a short, short prayer. Dear God, thank you so much for providing for all of our needs and for loving us each and every day, no matter what we do. We love you so much. And all the children said, Amen. Thank you, thank you. As we come to our time to cherish prayer and the fact that God hears and answers, there are a, a, a few people we need to especially remember. Uh, Karen and Mike have missed the last couple of Sundays because they have been with his mom who is in hospice. And they were recently told Friday, I believe, that she is not far from going to see God face to face. So let us please pray for Florence Sturkey, for, for Mike and Karen, for, for that whole family this morning. Also for Will Sutton, who's having shoulder surgery, and Doug and Steph Sutton, who they are battling COVID even as we speak. Is that correct? Lisa Harwell, uh, gallbladder surgery and waiting on a COVID test. Uh, and also pray for families for Thanksgiving that if they do gather, they will do it safely. And, and uh, just for people to be aware that this, this season is different for a reason and we, we need to be very mindful of how we gather together. Also, uh, let's just remember Bill and, and Dixie, uh, Stan and, and Sharon. Um, and there's many others, you, you know who they are, who are having a hard time getting out of the house. Margie. Yell at me because you're far away. Lorraine Whaley, I, I knew you had the voice to get it up here. <laughs> Thank you, Margie. <laughs> it worked. Anyone else? Yes. Um, my, uh, my stepfather, Preston Dennis, who I mentioned, I think, last Sunday, uh, he and his wife came down with COVID. They're, he has gone home from the hospital. He's not in ICU anymore, but he is still, of course, battling COVID. They're isolating from each other. 
Florence and Bill. Bill is a, at Presbyterian? No, Westminster. Westminster um, Rehab. I, I knew it had something to do with those Presbyterians. <laughs> Oh, no. Wow. What are they teaching y'all nowadays? That's not good. I'm sorry to hear that. Well, we will pray for everyone this morning. Let us pray. Heavenly Lord, who makes your dwelling among us, we come to you with grateful hearts and with many needs but a certain trust that you will hear and answer. We thank you for food and pray for the hungry. We thank you for health and pray for the sick. We thank you for family and friends and pray for those who have no one to walk with them in this world. We thank you for freedom and pray for those who are in bondage. We thank you for our homes, and we pray for those who, like you, have no place to lay their heads. We thank you for your power in and over our lives, and we pray for those who are weak and who have no voice in this world. We thank you that you are always on your mind and always in your heart and we pray for those who are forgotten and overlooked. We thank you for every blink of our eyes and every beat of our hearts, and we pray that everyone might come to receive your gift of abundant life. We thank you for your gifts of grace and salvation, and pray for those who do not know you, or who do know you, but give you less than their best. We thank you that you are the light of the world and pray for those walking in darkness. By your Holy Spirit, give us a holy sense of expectation and excitement as we enter into this special season when we celebrate your life among us, don't let any annoying frustrations or unmet expectations distract us from the joy and thanksgiving we have because you are our Lord and Savior and still come to us with your perfect unconditional love. We thank you for all the opportunities we have to share your name, those chances to be witnesses of your grace to others. Forgive us when we let those opportunities pass us by. We thank you for the forgiveness and acceptance you give to us, that you lavish upon us despite our sinful actions and choices. Help us by the power of your spirit to be so overwhelmed by your caring love for us 
that even our unmet desires would be something for which we are grateful. We are thankful for your protecting hand upon our troops and their families and ask that you continue to watch over them. Bring peace to our world, Prince of Peace. We thank you for the, ded the dedication of all who are responding to the pandemic and ask you to continue to walk with them each and every day. With hearts thankful and full, we ask you to hear our prayers for others, for all those already named before you and those to be named from our hearts. As your blessed and redeemed people, we now pray together the prayer you still teach us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Praise the Lord, 
Give an homage to their King. 
heaven on earth adored. Praise the Lord in every breath. Let all things praise the Lord. Our Psalter today is a psalm of thanksgiving. Psalm 100, found on page 821. Make joyful noise, lift up your voice, ye nations of the earth, rejoice. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into God's presence with singing. Know that the Lord who made us is God. We are the Lord's. We are the people of God, the sheep of God's pasture. Enter God's gates with thanksgiving and God's courts with praise. Give thanks and bless God's name. For the Lord is good. God's steadfast love endures forever. God's faithfulness to all generations. Make a joyful noise, lift up your voice, ye nations of the earth, rejoice. Our scripture lesson today is from the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, verses 15 through 23. This is found printed on the front of your bulletin. Paul's Prayer. I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints. And for this reason, I do not cease to give thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him, so that with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe according to the working of his great power. God put this power to work in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. And he has put all things under his feet and has made him the head over all things for the church which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. This is the word of God for the people of God. Lord, we need your power in our lives and we need it now. We need reminders that in you, there is no such thing as defeat. In you, there is no such thing as anything less than the unconquerable victory. 
be with us in the hearing of your word so that you might be with us in the doing of it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hamilton, Indiana was a nice little town, a peaceful and quiet community. Well, except for the one time the state police sent several officers and a bomb squad to the home of one of its residents. It seems he had something in his basement he should not have had in his basement. Whether he put it there or he inherited it with the house down in the basement, there were several boxes of dynamite. Now, outside of the fact that it was illegal for him to own dynamite, these boxes had passed their acceptable shelf life. Now, a stick of dynamite normally is relatively stable. But when dynamite gets too old, it becomes highly unstable. If you happen to be messing around in a basement with a box of old dynamite, all you'd have to do is accidentally kick it, and you'd probably level an entire city block. And this man had several boxes of old dynamite in his basement. He had an extremely volatile explosive in the basement of his house, and he had no idea what kind of power he was sitting on. Then there's another way to look at it. At boot camp, the Army trains its recruits how to use various weapons. And one of the training sessions teaches the soldiers how to handle grenades. They start out with dummy grenades because they don't want them to blow themselves up right away and teach them the proper technique for tossing them. They would grade the recruits on how well they did and how far they threw the grenades. Then they gave the recruits live grenades. One of the instructors said, you'd be surprised how much farther they could throw those live grenades. Why can recruits throw live grenades so much farther? Because they do know the power they hold in their hands. Paul tells the Ephesians that he had been praying for them that they would understand the immeasurable greatness, the immeasurable greatness of God's power toward us who believe according to the working of his great might. And Paul makes it very clear that all believers must understand what kind of dynamite power 
explosive power it is that we hold in our hands. When we understand how much power Christ has placed on us, our lives change. And we do so much more because we know we can do more. With God's power, all it takes to defeat a warrior general is a tent peg and a hammer. With God's power, all it takes to defeat a Philistine army is a cattle prod. With God's power, enemies are brought down with jars and torches. And Jericho's walls are brought down with trumpets. With God's power, slingshots becomes, become weapons of war. Jawbones crush lions and human enemies. And a simple walking staff held in the air brings unexpected victory. When God shows up, God shows off and uses the common tools of cooking and building and farming to show the unimaginable, wonder-working power of God. Why? To remind Israel and to remind us over and over again that our security doesn't come from strength, numbers, weapons, or personal ability, but from the power of God who fights on our behalf and who through faith places that explosive power at our disposal. A pebble, a stone, an altar soaked in water that suddenly catches fire. Whatever the means of victory, God rams home the point. Not by might, nor by power. Not by might, nor by power. But by my spirit, says the Lord God Almighty, with God's power. When peaceful protests are deemed to be legal and safe, but people gathering for worship brings talk of super spreaders, we need to unleash God's power. Something's not right there. There is an imbalance. When people are having to wear shirts to remind others that people's lives matter, we need to unleash the power of God. When cars are being set on fire and stores are being looted, we need to unleash the power of God. When hurricanes and wildfires are devastating homes and families in record numbers, we need to unleash the power 
of God. When something so small it cannot be seen by the naked eye is ravaging almost every country in the world, we need to cry out to the one who can be seen with eyes of faith and unleash the power of God. When hospitals are filled to capacity and emergency rooms have more people in them than large football stadiums, and all the healthcare workers are in greater danger than most members of the military, we need to unleash the power of God. When we should be at our best, united by common cause against common enemies, but instead are so divided by masks and color and politics and life choices and economic differences and any other reason we can find or make up, we need to unleash the power of God. When I find myself complaining about the drain of taxes on my bank account, while others are complaining they have no job, but do have a family to feed, we need to unleash the power of God. When we are lamenting that Christmas won't be the same this year, while there are countries where celebrating Christmas is illegal and will get you jail time and persecution, on top of that, we need to unleash the power of God. When women and girls are trafficked, held in bondage, their lives stripped of humanity and taken from them, we need to unleash the power of God. Wherever hatred is looming larger than love and respect, we need to unleash the power of God. Because we're sitting on dynamite, we're holding a live grenade in our hands. Do you know the power we are holding? The power of the one who now sits at the right hand of God, Christ the King, Christ our Lord and Savior. Amen. Crown him with many crowns, the Lamb.
come upon his throne. Hark how the heavenly anthem drowns all music but its own. Awake, my soul, and sing of him who died for thee, and hail him as thy matchless king through all eternity. Crown him the Lord of life, who triumphed o'er the grave, and rose victorious in the strife for those he came to save. His glories now we sing, who died and rose for thee, who died eternal life to bring, and lives that death may die. Crown him the Lord of peace, whose power a scepter sways, from pole to pole that wars may cease, and all be prayer and praise. His reign shall know no end, and round his pierced feet there goes a paradise extend, their fragrance ever sweet. Crown him the Lord of love, behold his hands and side, those wounds yet visible above, in beauty glorified. All hail, Redeemer, hail, for thou hast died for me. May the God of all power give you all power to make a difference, to change something, to change the world. May the God of all power give you understanding to know the power we hold in our hands. Amen. <laughs>